Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. How do you live for God in a strange land? That's a great question. And Daniel in the Bible has the answer for us. Spoiler alert. The answer involves windows. You've heard it said that eyes are the windows to the soul. It's an old expression, goes back at least a couple thousand years. I do believe that we need to open the windows of our soul. We need to lift our eyes to the hills and set our hearts, our gaze, our affection on things above. It's worthy and worthwhile to bathe our souls in the presence of God. And to see the goodness of God in the land of the living, we see, and what we see affects us greatly. Welcome to each of you today in this daily devotion. Let's turn our attention toward heaven. Get the windows of our soul open up to him. Because all this week we're talking about God at work. We want to see God at work in the land of the living. Now, returning to the question we asked at the opening, how do you live for God in a strange land? Throughout the troubled history of Israel and Judah, this question was asked and asked numerous times. For God's people found themselves in captivity time and again. So we read of people like Esther and Mordecai, the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, or how about Ezekiel, Daniel, Naaman's maid? The list goes on and on. People who had to stand true to God when everything around them in their culture and their civilization was falling apart. I think sometimes we may feel the same. We may feel that we are strangers in a strange land. We once sang a song, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. For millennia, God's people have been called sojourners, strangers, pilgrims. We have no deep stakes in this present world. Our citizenship is in heaven. We are on loan from God to this earth. One of the ways we stay true to God in a false world, a strange world, is to keep those home fires burning to keep looking and searching for home. All of those people I mentioned a moment ago from the Bible days had to learn that very same lesson, to never get acclimated. Don't get too settled. Don't sink too deep of roots. Keep open the possibility of a return home. Keep looking. Keep those windows open. Daniel is a perfect example of this. He was carried captive into Babylon. He served under at least two Babylonian kings. Then he watched as the head of gold in his vision gave way to the chest of silver. He served under kings Darius and Cyrus. It was under Darius' rule that it was decreed that only the king could be worshipped. But we read that Daniel went into his house and prayed three times a day as he always had. But in Daniel 6.10, there is an unusual expression. He prayed with his windows opened toward Jerusalem. 
even though Daniel lived through the entire 70 years of captivity, even though early in his captivity, Solomon's temple in Jerusalem was destroyed, even though he had only been a boy when carried away, Daniel religiously set his eyes toward Jerusalem and he opened his windows toward the same. You see, it was more than Daniel's home city. It was the city of David. Jerusalem was the city of God. It was where the Holy of Holies stood. It was home to the Ark of the Covenant and the glory of God. He didn't just open his windows toward Jerusalem. The Bible says he left them open. His windows were opened. How do you live for God in a strange land? I think that's the answer. You keep your windows open toward Jerusalem. If eyes are indeed the windows of the soul, then we need not look toward old Jerusalem. We need to lift our gaze toward new Jerusalem. We need to set our affection on things above and say, I know where my help comes from, my healing, my help, my hope, and my strength. All of it comes from above. It comes from the Lord. Some are looking elsewhere. Some people fix their gaze on this world and worldly pleasure. Much as Lot looked towards Sodom, then we read that he pitched his tent towards Sodom, and finally he lived there, Genesis 13. Some people orient and open themselves to the vice and pleasures of this world. Some look to pleasure. Some look to the arm of the flesh, power that people are stepping stones to such folks, like Nimrod of old. The trajectory of their lives must always ascend, and they must always be on top. Others seek prestige, their 15 minutes of fame, like Lucifer of old, to ascend above all the other stars. And still others seek plenty, building barns and bigger barns, like the church of Laodicea, a rich increase with goods, having need of nothing, except they were blind, blind to the things of God. Jesus said, buy of me, I said, that you might see. We should endeavor to open our souls only toward Jerusalem, only heavenward. When we lift our hearts to the holy hill of Zion, we find the strength that we need. The 121st Psalm describes lifting our eyes toward the city of God. Others look elsewhere, but not people of God. People of God look toward Jerusalem. Daniel's open windows toward Jerusalem was a statement of faith. It was his creed in a strange land. It was his anchor. It was the means through which he survived. In a strange land, it's so easy to forget one's faith. Jerusalem was the seat of God's power. The psalmist said, if I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. Dispersed Jews greeted each new year in exile by saying, next year in Jerusalem. Such fervor kept the Jews through Treblinka, Dachau, Auschwitz, and the like. It burned brighter than Hitler's insane ideas. What does Jerusalem represent to us? Jerusalem is where the mighty God in Christ was revealed. Jesus was about the Father's business in Jerusalem. It was where Jesus walked and talked 
And most of all, it is where the love of God was on display before the entire world at Calvary. I say keep your heart focused on who God is that will keep you in a strange land. Jerusalem is where the gospel was revealed. The death, the burial, the resurrection took place in Jerusalem. Simon Peter preached that man's response to this good news is repentance, immersion in water, calling on that name, and the infilling of his spirit. Keep your heart set toward the gospel. Don't let any substitute gospel take its place. That's how we keep ourselves in a strange land. Jerusalem is where the spirit was poured out and the church was born in an upper room, a wind from elsewhere, blew through the open windows, and tongues of fire sat on each of them, and everyone there was born of the Spirit. It's through the Spirit we triumph. Jesus said, you shall receive power after the Spirit has come upon you. Stay focused on that. That's how you live for God in a strange land. And then Jerusalem is where the Spirit was emphasized. Having begun in the Spirit, we're not made perfect in the flesh. No, left to our own devices, we clunk along with machinations and strategies and tactics. We accomplish only what the arm of the flesh can do and what intellect and ingenuity can accomplish. It's only the Spirit that can give birth to spiritual things. We keep our eyes on Jerusalem, the moving of the Spirit. It was John on the Isle of Patmos demonstrated the keeping power of the Holy Ghost. While in the Spirit on the Lord's day, he was caught away from a strange land into a future fascinating home. To stay strong, to stay true in a strange land, requires the faith-building exercise of praying in the Spirit. And I believe that a good picture of that is Daniel. He kept his windows open toward Jerusalem, and he prayed three times a day. I believe that's a beautiful picture of praying in perfect alignment and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Paul said that we should remain filled with the Spirit. This will be evidenced by a song in our heart and a praise on our lips. We need to get those windows open. To get the windows of our soul open toward Jerusalem. And if you do that, like Daniel, you'll survive and thrive in a strange land. But how do I open those windows? Maybe the hinges are rusted over. Maybe they've not been opened in a long time. Go back to that metaphor of the eyes being the soul's window. There's a rule in Scripture. What you look at long enough, you will become. You remember that Moses lifted the brazen serpent in the wilderness and said, look on this and live, and they lived. Life came through a look. John said that if we behold Christ, we become partakers of his divine nature. That's 1 John 3, 2. So we look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. We keep looking toward the cross. We keep looking toward our eternal home, our reward, our redemption, the glorification, the new heaven and the new earth and the new Jerusalem. We look forward. We look up. We don't look back like Lot's wife. 
We don't put our hand to the plow and look back. We're, we're not like Simon Peter who was walking on the water but got his eyes off Jesus and focused on the circumstances around him. No, we've got to keep our eyes on the Lord. We can't focus on the faults of others. How can we remove a speck of dust from our neighbor's eyes when we have a beam in our own? We don't focus even on the enemy. That's what Elisha said. God, open the young man's eyes that he may see that they that are with us are greater than those that are against us. Throughout the day, every day, at all points of the day, focus on glory. Focus on what God is doing in your life. Don't get preoccupied with the moment that you lose the eternal. Don't get so fixated on the tedium and the issues of the day. Lift your eyes toward an eastern sky. Keep looking. Keep watching. Jesus is coming, and he's coming very, very soon. But here is the hope that you and I have each and every day. Until that eternal day dawns, the Lord comes to us in a thousand different ways. He helps us. He guides us. He gives us new perspective. It seems I can hear the squeaking hinges of windows being used. Windows so long closed are slowly opening. Let them open fully. Set your heart upon Jerusalem. Be filled with His Spirit. Allow God to flood your life with His presence. How do you live for God in a strange land? You do so by keeping your windows open toward Jerusalem. God bless you. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. The book on prayer is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.